You are now rocking with Must Have Knowledge and Sass. I will never again work in an environment where I'm not seen, valued, heard, and appreciated. Well, hello there and welcome to another episode on the podcast, Must Have Knowledge and Sass. I am so happy that you decided to click that button in order to play this episode because let me tell you, this episode right here is so powerful. For this episode, I talk with Mrs. Crystal Allen, the founder of K. Allen Consultant Management Firm. She is an inspirational educator and businesswoman who has positively impacted the lives of individuals and communities, schools, nonprofits, and businesses. In her career, she has held several titles and received accolades for her success in education and business. In this episode, you will hear how she successfully pivoted through life's challenges. Let's get into it. Hello, Mrs. Crystal Allen. It's so good to have you here today be here. Thank you so much for creating this opportunity for us to talk in this way. Yes, of course, of course. So it's so funny because the audience probably already knows this. Like I always find a lot of my guests on Instagram because Instagram is my network. Like this is where I network and this is where I find inspiration for myself. And so I'm going to be honest with you. When I came across your Um, Instagram account and I can't remember the exact route to get there but I do remember coming across your Instagram account and there was one post you had and I was like yes this is this is exactly who I need to follow because the level of it was a direct message that you had for people and I don't I, uh, I think it was about um pretty much if you're providing services you need to know what you're doing and you need to have a track record of success with doing it. Don't be out here taking these people money and you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, that's not what you said, but I paraphrase it that way. And I say, yep, that's exactly who I need to follow. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That part. Authenticity matters so much. And when you are doing something and you love what you do, you want to see it be done well. It doesn't mean that we're perfect because I'm not even perfect in my, you know, delivery of whatever it is that I'm doing, but I really value um, being really good, you know, and centering the pursuit of excellence and what, you know, I do and what our team does. And I think when you do that, you get to provide really good work to people that will change their lives as individuals or the lives of organizations that you're serving. Conversely, when you're not prepared um, and when you're not doing right by people, you don't actually see change manifest within the person that you're supposed to be helping or within the organization you're supposed to be supporting. You know what? See, this is, now y'all see where I'm following her. Okay. So we're going to jump right into this because you already gave a snippet of what you do by just that powerful statement that you just stated. Well, go ahead. Tell us about yourself. What's your background? Yeah, so I am a native of historic Selma, Alabama, uh, born and raised, and in so many ways am truly a byproduct of 
Black liberatory work that took place in that town so many years ago. Um, I say that because my deep values of faith, of social justice, um, and in particular racial justice, as well as a love for education, come from my entire lived experience as a Black child. And so it's been really important for me um, to lead with that because it influences how I show up in all spaces. That that love and the experience that I, the, the positive experiences and the negative experiences that I had growing up there um, really drove me to my interest um, of becoming an educator. Um, and so I have a background of being an elementary teacher um, and then moving to being instructional coach of teachers and then becoming a school principal, um, which I love, you know, as a practitioner, because I love, I love children and I love our people um, and I love helping anybody um, become a better version of themselves. Um, and so all of my work had really been in the education space, um, trying to make sure that more and more students could experience um, a good learning and school environment, um, that they could experience growth and academic outcomes, that they could experience um, really affirmation of who they are in a way that would propel them to be um, our ancestors' wildest dreams, to be honest with you, you know? And work that I did as an educator um, was fruitful for children and for families. Um, and at the same time, as a Black woman leading that work um, in school settings, it wasn't always welcomed. Um, so I would get essentially reprimanded, written up, et cetera, for doing things that I now get paid to do full time, which is really culturally responsive pedagogy. Um, but at the time, it was considered too Black or it's considered too over kids' heads appropriate or made certain people feel uncomfortable. Um, and, and that, um, the culmination of my choice to lead the way that I chose to lead is also the thing that, um, although it had fruit and benefits, actually sparked my resignation, or not my resignation, but my termination um, from the principalship seat. So I was essentially uh, forced out um, of principalship um, in an at-will school context of a charter management organization. Um, and I have worked, I have experienced both in traditional public school systems, being an educator, as well as um, charter management organizations. And now as a full-time business owner, I serve private schools, traditional public charter, early childhood and colleges. So I'm working with a little bit of everybody, but my experience is really in the K-12 space, um, of the public K-12 space in particular. And so that experience um, thrust me um, from a faith-based perspective, honestly, into what I'm, what I'm doing today. Um, it was a very traumatic experience of institutional racism. Um, and yet at the same time, had God not allowed that to happen, I wouldn't be thrust into where I am right now, which is an opportunity to touch more kids, to impact more families, um, and to really impact and influence whole systems all across the country and in a growing way across the, the globe. And so um, I am now a full-time entrepreneur, social entrepreneur, you know, um, in the sense that our work is really focused on uh, social good and, and social justice. Um, and I am 
um, a philanthropist. Um, so I really leverage our consulting revenue to feed right back into our community, um, helping black and brown business owners, um, providing you know funding for them um, to thrive in business, um, being a blessing financially to families in need, um, and also nonprofit organizations um, when they need it. Um, so that's a little bit about me, aside from being in the governance space, because I sit on a couple of different boards, um, but I am a Black woman continuously um, evolving um, to being a better version of myself and constantly committed to just doing purpose-driven work. Um, I'm still an educator. I just now happen to work with adults, um, and that's a, a bit of context about who I am. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> let me hold on one second let me digest this and then I'm going to dive deep into this because well one common thing that I heard was a pivot yeah yes when we think about pivoting it's like one you keep your foot planted just like in basketball and I've said this analogy over and over again on other episodes but I just want to I gotta I gotta I gotta drive this home it's like one you have to keep your foot planet and then you have to move in a certain way because something is coming against you right and so it sounds like one you're rooted in your faith and two the pivot from being in a physical school building to being created and now I mean look at God you (laughs) have a successful and I don't just a little tinge, little, little tiny successful consultant management firm. I mean, come on now. Kay Allen, consultant management firm is very successful. And so like, wow. So through all of those experiences that have led to the place where you are now, talk to us more about like the events or it could be a series of events that cause you to pivot from being in the school building to having a successful consultant management firm? Yeah, I think one, um, some of the things that I experienced uh, growing up in a young adulthood um, solidified my commitment to want to always center myself in doing liberatory work. And that is the work of helping support the freedom um, of other people and the freedom of the communities that I identify as being a, a part of. And so, you know, some of that was growing up in a historic town that is still riddled with a lot of racial segregation um, and just economic woes and wanting to, at a young age, do whatever I could to make it a better place, particularly for our, our people, um, my family included, experiencing it. I think that as a college student, for instance, watching Hurricane Katrina hit the city of New Orleans the way it did and and seeing the lack of national governmental response in a timely fashion and seeing our people suffer uh, is another salient moment for me where I realized like whatever I do in this life, it is to fight for all things justice, you know, particular racial justice. So I think there are some formative experiences along the way for me that solidified that my work was social justice oriented, that it needed to be. And that was one. I think the second thing is then living that out in professional spaces gave me both joy and pain 
joy from seeing the fruit of it with young people, like seeing kids um, be excited to learn their history, um, be excited that a teacher who looks like them was bringing their culture into the learning space in a way that helped them see our heritage as an asset. Yes. Um, I think that, you know, being a, a school leader and being in a position where I could then influence the types of experiences that kids had um, was also a source of joy. Um, in the wake of um, Mike Brown's uh, murder in Missouri, I, I let fundraising efforts take our third to fifth graders to Ferguson, Missouri, to interview um, community leaders, to visit his elementary school, to meet his parents, um, and to give them a space to really process not only what they had seen on the news, but their own ways of experiencing um, or seeing acts of, of violence and, and trying to figure out what does it mean for me to be Black in America at this moment in time, um, giving kids travel to my hometown of Selma and making sure that they met Congressman John Lewis when they were there and they walked over the bridge, what happened from Selma to Montgomery. Those types of experiences for me were all incredible because they solidified that they were needed, right? And conversion of it is, is really experiencing what it means to be silenced or penalized um, or punished in, in, in literal ways, you know, um, and symbolic ways. When you decide that your agenda will be one that is rooted in the liberation of Black and Brown people, right? And so that, uh, the, the series of different things that I negatively experienced as a result of this commitment to liberatory work um, was a huge piece of where I am today and, and why I show up and do the work I do because I was forced out ultimately of a professional position for a career that I spent years building. Um, something that took place in a 20 minute conversation that I was told by a white woman and a white man who have no roots in our community that I did not belong to a school community of children um, and families who I deeply resonate with and shared the living experiences of. So being told that you're not the right fit um, and this is not what children need, um, something that literally this, this uh, resolve in me to say, I will never again work in an environment where I'm not seen, valued, heard, and appreciated. Right. Me, I then recognize like, okay, what am I going to do on the other side of this? Um, I have some money in savings. Uh, I'm, I'm a newlywed. Um, I have a husband. He's a teacher, you know, however. And I knew then that financially that meant that an entire second income in our household was diminished in, in a literal day. So zero dollars and zero cents coming in. And so for me, it meant that I needed to figure out what my next steps would be. Um, and I recognized that I needed time to process and also to begin a healing emotionally, mentally, um, but also physically. Um, and that period, um, which I took about six months to really just sit, reflect, pray, get clear on like, what is the next what is next for me? What transitioned, um, what, what transpired was my decision to start this consulting um, business because I realized that what I love to do in terms of coaching people, developing people, training folks could be monetized. 
I have been doing it for free in between the six months of, of kind of not formally being employed. Mm-hmm. Um, people had told me, you know, Crystal, you get paid for doing what you are doing right now. And, and his guidance in that regard is what helped me figure out, oh, this could be a business model. I could actually build an entire livelihood doing something that I love and something that I'm good at. Um, and so I kind of posit those three things as saying, like formative lived experiences that help me make my mind up that this is the type of work I want to do. Um, I would say two, experiencing um, institutional injustice um, and forms of oppression based on that decision to do that type of work. And then the third piece was making a decision of the type of work conditions I wanted and the type of um, life I wanted and recognizing that I actually will find much more fruit out of ceasing this uh, this this desire of mine to want to get a seat at the table that did not want me. And therefore, I will be more free by creating my own table and opportunities for myself and other people. Yeah, listen, I have to ask you this because I, I think I already know the answer. I believe in life. Mm-hmm. We kind of get little signs that the pivot is coming before it actually comes. And it's always some level of comfort that we have that we don't want to let go of. And God is like, yep, see, nope, I have I, I have a bigger plan for you. And right now, let me go ahead. This is not where I, I need you to be. So let me, it's not like God is forcing us. Maybe he is, but I do feel like there's always a little sign. I got them. I got them. One was a dream. I had a dream that it was time for me to go in terms of time for me to leave the uh, organization um, that I was a part of, that role in particular. And I said, no, Mm -hmm. need me. I'm going to be with them. So eighth grade, because it's the pre-K to eighth grade campus. So we were building up grade by grade um, after the fifth grade, because the the campus was originally K-5. And then we were adding sixth grade and seventh and, you know, ultimately eighth. And I said, I'm going to be with them until they graduate. And what I'm experiencing negatively from uh, just management and uh, just even, honestly, some teachers that didn't belong in that space who likely took issue with a Black woman being in leadership. Um, and advising them on what they should be doing and how it should happen. You know, like all of that for me was something to where I said, they're not going to beat me. I'm going to fight. Right. And fighting for me meant I'm going to stay. They're not going to intimidate me. Um, and I think that part of me, part of me was in, in captured with my ego at the time to say that, like, I'm going to win. And I'm going to win on my own terms instead of being obedient to God to say, no, God actually has something else for me, um, different. And and I have an opportunity to grow because I also needed to grow as a person. Right. But I'm going to do all that here. God is like, nope, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to use this experience since you want to be hard headed, (laughs) you know, transform you so that I can still keep you on track to what I have in your future. And I'm grateful. I tell people all the time that I wouldn't change the events of my life, the good ones, because 
had they not happened, and even the way they happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. And when, when I say where I am, I don't mean like monetarily, physical possessions. I mean like internally, emotionally, and spiritually. Like I wouldn't be who I am right now because that's the true gift. That's the blessing. The blessing is like what's happening in, inwardly because all the stuff with the business is just external manifestation of inner work. Listen, I love that you said I wouldn't change anything good or bad because it's helped me grow mentally. Yes. Like, and one thing that I even have a connection with you about is the same thing of, well, the same aspect of, I wasn't terminated, but I was in a space that was not serving me well. Yeah. And it impacted yeah. my mental health in a manner and people don't understand this it was like it's the microaggressions it's the not feeling um valued it yeah. is people taking credit for your work or whether it's um it's just all of it. It, it really like is packaged in all of that and how that sits with you and affects you even after you leave and it's not like a quick little oh I'm gonna get over this in a week it takes time and it takes a whole bunch of healing yes it does it really does it really does because something that stayed with me were feelings of shame feelings of guilt embarrassment as if like you know you you um enabled this you know, like, this is something that you did, not necessarily being able to uh, recognize that you actually are um, human. So you, we do make errors, right? Like, we're not perfect. Uh, but at the same time, you didn't deserve that. No one deserves that. And, and even the way it happened, I've just come to really recognize that God's, God's blessings over your life sometimes directly in proportion to what you've been through. Um, and for what I have, you know, what I had given to um, my students and to that entire school community, I was escorted out of my school by a, an officer, like a school resource officer um, who worked at our school, who I knew, who it was hurtful for them. They, they are employed, so they have to take orders and do what they're supposed to do. I was asked to clear a whole desk office in 20 minutes and vacate the campus. I was really treated in a lot of ways, even though the language sounds extreme, I was treated as if I was a child molester or as if I had committed some type of criminal act. My students were my babies. Um, they were small, pre-K, kinder and first grade were walking through the hallway to go to lunch. Um, and I am literally like in tears and the managing uh, uh, co-CEO at the time told the teacher when students were uh, calling Miss Hardy, Miss Hardy. And I, because I normally hold my kids, I hug them, do all this stuff. Do not touch her. Mm. Allow them to talk to her, right? And that for me, even from a racial standpoint was such a visceral visual of slave culture um, in a lot of ways. And so I think about the trauma of like the messages that come from things like that, but also the trauma of like literally being physically treated um, the way I was. And so when I think about that and then I contrast it 
to everything that God has done over this business, I understand that the the, the reason why things are big and public is because I was treated in a way that was overtly and publicly wrong. And people that were involved in that have to watch every day what has now been the fruit of something that they tried to bury, right? Like when we hear that, the the poem about the rose, you know, that grew from concrete, I am a literal walking example of that as a Black woman, if there has ever not been one. Listen, when I tell you, I'm like so happy right now for you. Like there's so much joy that comes out of stories such as yours because it's a, not only is it empowering for other people to hear, but it also shows that no matter what happens in life and no matter when you have to pivot, even when you don't want to pivot, God's always going to have your back. Like yeah. you're always going to fall in the right place at the right time. And you're always going to go down the right path, even when it does not feel good. Yeah. And so I know there are plenty of things that you learned during the pivot phase. What are some things that you learned um, when you were pivoting into uh, forming your own consultant management firm? Yeah, I I learned number one that um, as young professionals, but particularly as, as Black professionals and then dwindling down to Black women in professional roles, we have to um, learn how to curate our receipts. And what I mean by that is we have to begin to collect qualitative and quantitative data to understand um, the impact and the effectiveness that we bring into a space. Because sometimes we're not um, clear on the impact that we've made um, or people are not affirming that for us as well. And so we have to be able to step back. You know what? I coached 17 teachers over the last two years. Of the 17 of them, 15 of them have moved in proficiency levels and instructional, you know, delivery, but also management and culture. And 15 out of 17 is how many? Almost 90% of the people that I've worked with have moved, which means that my coaching effectiveness is good. Move over 90% of my teachers into X, Y, and Z. That type of not only, you know, think aloud, you know, but like organizing and understanding what are my responsibilities and how am I doing them well? And then how do I translate what that means in terms of impact is huge because whatever we go to do, um, especially this entrepreneurial, people are going to want to financially invest in what they know about credibility and knowing how to do, right? And so it becomes challenging to pitch yourself or to pitch your business if you articulate your value. Right. I learned how to understand my impact from the pivot and how to articulate that value to others. And I think a second lesson I learned is that who, you know, who you've been, especially who you've been in order to survive, may not be who you will need to be um, in order to thrive mm-hmm. and move forward. That is, that is not even a direct quote for me. It's actually from Sarah Jakes Roberts. Um, she talks about this idea of, of evolution um, and has this whole initiative around women involved um, as, as a title. And I was listening to a message one day and realized like, 
that is something that I learned along the way that that habits that used to serve me, people I used to talk to, um, things I used to read, all of all of who I've been, I need to honor her, but I need to recognize that to experience greater freedom, there are aspects of her that I actually need to let go of. Yes. And that, you know what I mean, is can be hard, but it's necessary. You know, and the more I do inner work to become a better version of her, of me, the more my entire life changes, but also the people around me get impacted by me becoming more free. Yes. Yes. And it's like, I'm not just living for myself. And you, you said it in the beginning of like, like there was purpose in the town that I grew up in and the social justice um, aspirations that I have. And not only aspirations, but also how my mission and purpose in life is to actually make sure that there's equity and in yeah. and, and, and spaces that there were there was no equity, making sure that people are represented and um valued in a in a manner that they have not been before there's also um something else that you said it's the evolution of who i am i thank you for saying that because sometimes we have to realize not only do spaces not serve us well and people don't serve us well anymore but all habits and mindsets that we try to hold on to don't serve us well that part absolutely Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, that was good right there. That was real good. Oh my gosh. How are you defining joy for yourself now? Joy for me is actually an inner state that is rather constant and not fleeting. You know, it, it's not necessarily only the emotion of feeling, but it's, it's a place of contentment for me. And it's a place of peace where I really do feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm okay with whatever re the reality is right right now, right? Um, and so I also see it, joy as being something that I'm more in control of now. I think I used to give my joy away, like a, giving things power over me to, to just impact me and like cripple my ability to get work done. Um, you know, or hurt my feelings in a way, and then I, I make a decision based on. I think right now I just realized that I get the responsibility of protecting my joy. Right. That means boundary setting, and that means listening to my body. That means listening to God and doing things that don't allow my joy to be given away. You know. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I would say about the joy piece. Yes. Oh my. I I really don't want to end this interview. I, I don't I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, but I have to before I even end this conversation here, go ahead and shout out your business because I mean you got like a partnership with Google. You know, I'm not gonna tell about what you got going on. So go ahead and tell the people. Shout out your business. What? How can the audience connect with you? Um, what does your consultant management firm offer to people? Go ahead. So K Allen Consulting is an international education and management. 
consulting firm and our team provides customized workshops or trainings, strategic planning services, and also leadership and business uh, coaching to school systems, to nonprofits, to businesses, and now to government agencies as well. And uh, if you are interested in becoming an entrepreneur, um, particularly a you know consultant, we provide coaching support um, for folks who are looking to launch um, and or grow their business. I provide workshops via Google, <laughs> which is uh, free content actually for Black and Latino business owners um, who are looking to grow their revenue and grow their reach as business owners. Um, if you're looking for a workshop and training for your team, we provide those. If you're looking to build a multi-year roadmap, which is the strategic plan work, um, we provide that um, assistance as well. So those are our three lanes. It's coaching, workshops, and strategic planning. And we can be found at kallenconsulting.org as a website. Um, again, that's kallenconsulting.org. And in terms of Instagram, we can actually be found at k.allen.consulting. It's at k.allen.consulting. Last but not least, Facebook, K. Allen Consulting. Twitter, K. Allen Consults. <laughs> so would love for you all to um, follow and or support um, anything that you see on those platforms. Um, and feel free to email us as well at info at kallenconsulting.org. So thank you for allowing me to share, you know, all of that. And I look forward to just continuing to be in touch with you in particular as a host. Because this has been awesome. And I think what you're doing is pretty powerful and incredible. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. And I was like, you, you, like I know people like, well, you don't have to be proud of me. But I have to say, I'm proud of the way you navigated a traumatic experience, how you navigated through all of that, took the time to uh, heal yourself and lean on God for healing. And then you developed such a powerful, not only platform, but space for people to evolve, to be empowered, to advance their career. And that's an inspiration to me. Thank you so much. And of course, I'm gonna put all your information in the episode description so people can connect with you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Mrs. Allen. Thank you. I appreciate it. This has been great. This has been absolutely great. I know y'all have heard me say this before, but I really did not want to end that interview. It was so good. I have placed Crystal's contact information in the episode description box so that you can connect with her if you enjoy listening to this episode please go ahead and click the follow button trust me when i say there are other great episodes like this on the podcast you can follow me on instagram at must have knowledge and sass on twitter you can follow me at knowledge and sass that is the word knowledge the letter N, and the word says, I pray you all have a phenomenal day or night whenever you are listening to this. I hope it is full of happiness, full of joy, and I hope you have so much peace in your life right now. Until next time, bye y'all.